not even supposed to be here today. Hello and welcome, fellow film buffs. I'm Hunter Van Lerup, and I'm joined by the person who's not even supposed to be here today, Zach Troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True. We are the Box Office Losers. Each and every week we deep dive into the movie sphere to watch and review any and all films to ever grace your TV screen or the illustrious silver screen. This week we're talking about clerks, clerks, clerks. Hell fucking yeah, the, dude. The, Don't forget, it's the directorial debut of Kevin Smith, the geek dude. god. A legend. Um, yeah, I, I look I, up to this man. I, I, I want to specify something since this also is take two, by the way. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I beat the hell out of my desk when I mess up. <laughs> uh, so... Box Office Loser is the name of the podcast. We don't think these movies suck. As If you listen to us, we like we movies. Give, we give our honest reviews. I think the lowest one we got was um last week. <laughs> Which was Ready, Ready to Rumble. Rumble. And even then, a four isn't even that bad. That's like just hitting the surface. Yeah. Yeah, like, because uh, when, I, when I first posted about our very first episode, which was... Um, the Breakfast Club, everyone's Breakfast all like, Club. why is this, like, considered a box office loser? No, it's, it's us. We're losers, and, yeah. We watch movies. That's basically it. But, uh, uh, like I said in the take one, the initial pitch for this was, hey, me and, me and a buddy are going to watch really terrible movies. But I was like, I don't want to watch terrible movies. So, us being called losers is funny. Yeah. So. Uh, uh, I'm going to jump into this overview. Clerks is in 1994. American independent black and white buddy comedy film directed, written, and co-produced by Kevin Smith, starring Brian um, (laughs) O'Halloran, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Mm -hmm. Anderson. It presents uh, a day in the life of titular store clerks Dante Hicks and Randall Graves, both um, played by um, Brian for Dante and Jeff as Randall. Along with their acquaintances, Clerks is the first is first of Kevin Smith's View Askew universe, and introduces several reoccurring characters, notably Jay and Silent Bob, played by Jason Jason Mewes and Kevin Motherfucking Smith. Dude, I think Jason Mewes was like sixteen when he filmed this movie. <laughs> I, I I like so at the at the end scene when they're like checking out, you you, you tell he messed up, he goes, "Oh wait, I messed up," and does it again, and but they but they kept that in. Because it, it's a genuine, like, it feels like something that Jay would actually do in the universe that they've presented already. Jay is a fuck-up. He's, a, like, an illiterate-ass character who's just like, Ugh! So, it, it, I don't know, it kind of works. I didn't actually pick up on that, but now that you mention it, it, it feels like a Jay move. Yeah, hey, I, I love this movie. I saw this movie the first time, like, two years ago. And, of course, like, for me, like, when you see my review, I gave it a little bit higher than... Uh, Hunter over here. Barely. <laughs> that, that's that's because one member. I'm an art house uh, boy. Yeah, I know, and this is like art house at its finest. Yeah. All right, uh, Hunter, hit us with that cast. Let's uh, so, let's see who's in this film. <clears throat> I'm only gonna go over the main characters. A lot of the other side characters don't really need to be mentioned, or they will be mentioned somewhere in the notes. Like Walter Flanagan, who is one of the comic book men and uh, Kevin Smith's longtime friend. Yeah. Where he's like four different characters, so you know. So, Brian O'Halloran plays Dante Hicks, who is the Kevin Smith um, character. We have Jason Anderson as Randall Graves, who is the Brian character. We then have Marilyn G. Galati as Veronica Lauren. We have Lisa Spooner uh, as Caitlin Bree. 
Jason Mewes as Jay, and then Kevin Smith as Silent Bob, the Buddha of the franchise. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I love that he doesn't talk until just the end, and then he's just, oh, it's a perfect line. Wow, fuck. The, the budget of this film, though, is insane. The uh, budget pr- was? The pre-production was uh, 27575 Post-production, uh, 230000 it goes up so much in post-production, but that's because I think they got picked up by, um... By Miramax. The Weinstein and, and Miramax, yeah. Which doesn't... Even that company doesn't age well. Kind of like this movie a little bit. Stinky Weinstein, boo! Uh, but <laughs> this mo- this movie made its money back, like, by uh, a goddamn, like, yard yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. It blew box office records for indie movies. Now, was that the time. was that when it uh, was released in theaters in 1994, or was that, like, post-1994? It does not tell me. It just says that that was the uh, box office that it made. Because if we're going to uh, inflate for, of course, well, inflation, um, that's, like a mil- that, that's, like, a billion dollars almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Smith said it was, like, Really great for him to make that much money at the time. Yeah. It helped him fund a lot of other stuff. Like the VSQ universe, which is we might watch. God damn it, Husk is one of them. <laughs> oh, Tusk. Tusk is great. Tusk. Do not judge Tusk. I will judge Tusk. Tusk is fan-fucking-tastic, and so is Yoga Hosers. Actually, I have that on DVD. Yoga Hosers or Tusk? Uh, y- y- Yoga Hosers, because that was in my um, Dollar Tree uh, d- DVD uh, <laughs> drop when it came in the store. You got put in the dollar bin lane, bro. Well, hey, I, I get a lot of good movies from there. Yeah, dollar stores and stuff have, like, really low-key, like, awesome movies just sitting in the bin if you dig enough. It's cool. All right, uh, do you want to so, kick off this notes? Let's get started with some of the notes, because there's actually quite a lot. Nothing too crazy, but there's a decent amount of notes, because I pulled out a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. So let's start out with the information-based notes before we get to the fun ones. The MPAA originally gave Clarks an NC-17 rating, based purely on the film's explicit dialogue, 37 dicks, and as it contains no real violence or no clearly depicted nudity. Tit-fucking-volume-8. All-tit-fucking-volume-8. All-tit-fucking-volume-8. This would have uh, had serious financial implications for the film, as very few cinemas in the United States screen NC-17 films. But Miramax hired uh, civil liberty lawyer... Uh, Alan Dershowitz to appeal the decision of the uh, MPAA and they relented and re-rated the film to a commercially viable R rating without alteration. So, because technically there was no nudity or violence, so it didn't need to be NC-17. They just said it because it was so much, like, dick, boobs. They said cunt in it. I was like, oh my god. Yeah. They say the F word, too. (laughs) Uh, The the film was shot in black and white and roughly edited due to a very modest budget of 27,000. They barely edited this film, from what I hear. um, To acquire acquire the funds, thank you, for the film, Kevin Smith sold a large portion of his extensive comic book collection. I heard about that. In 1993, (laughs) um, uh, maxed out um, 8 to 10 credit cards with a $2,000 budget dipped into a portion of funds set aside for his college education and spent insurance money awarded to a car he lost in a flood. The he fi- was like 23 when he made this film, so 
it, it makes sense that he, his college education was like, nah, let's spend it all in this movie. <laughs> the, the, the film was shot in 21 days with two pickup days. Smith based the character of Dante Hicks on himself and Randall Graves on his friend Brian Johnson, who appeared in Smith's uh, s- subsequent films. Uh, Brian Johnson is another one of the comic book men. He just kind of hangs out. He's the big, tall, bearded one. He just got married recently, so congrats to Big Bri. Yeah, like, it's it's insane, though. Like, he, he made this film when he was 23. Um, I wish, dude. <laughs> hey, man, we're both 23 now. Well, I I, I'm, I'm 22, going to be 23 next year. Let's make that movie, Chief. <laughs> yeah, we, we can put boots to the ground and start maxing out 10 credit cards. Let's go, man. <laughs> My credit card only has like a $600 budget right now. Oh my God. So I wouldn't be able to do it. I got one of the starter credit cards because I don't trust myself. That's fair. So moving on with the notes. The Quick Stop Convenience Store located at 58 Leonard Avenue in Leonardo, uh, New Jersey, where Smith worked, was the primary setting for the film. He was only allowed to film the store at night while it was closed from 10.30 to uh, 10.30 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Uh, hence the point of the shutters being closed due to uh, a vandal having jammed the gum and the padlocks. Because Smith was working at Quick Stop during the day and filming overnight, he frequently slept no more than an hour a day. By the end of the 21-day shoot, Smith was unable to stay awake while some of the most climactic scenes of the films were shot. Thankfully, he wasn't one of the main actors, so he wasn't really needed to be like on screen a lot. But... Uh, it, it also makes sense on why the film is black and white because everything is at night. I think I, I think it also because like when they did do daytime shoots, because uh, the like exposure of the camera was like bad. But yeah, hey, they did daytime shoots at like fucking three or four in the morning? We we have to um plan a road trip day to go to the convenience store because it's still up and shit. I, I th- oh yeah, no, they have it still running. Yeah, it's cool. I, I think I also want to go to um his comic book store. Yeah, I I, yeah, I, I want to go to his comic book store. I want to go to the fast food place because that because they actually movies. made out a thing. The movies is a pop up shop though, so it moves around a lot. Ah, it's in New Jersey, but it's popped up every once in a while, so we'll have to see. We can definitely plan a trip. Maybe we'll record it as like some YouTube content. Yes, maybe. we shall see. Um, so th- that there also is a lost scene. My bad, guys. There's a lost scene edit. Um, the events of Julie Dwyer's wakes, uh, wake were scripted by Smith, but were not filmed due to the pro- what, what the prohibitive cost of the producing the scene for the 10th anniversary Clerks X DVD release. The scene was uh, produced in color using an animation style to that of Clerks. The animated series, the lost scene was also presented in comic books from the Clerks comic book series with the little of the lost scene. Yeah. Oh, the original. Yeah. I, 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 I can't wait to hear you talk about the original ending because I, I want to talk yeah, about so, it overall. <clears throat> the original ending. So the original ending for the film was meant to continue from when Randall throws the I assure you were open sign at Dante. After Randall leaves, Dante proceeds to cut out, uh, count out the register and does not notice another person entering the store. Upon Dante's informing the latecomer that uh, it is no longer open, the customer shoots Dante, killing him. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, keep reading, man. <laughs> Afterward, the killer makes off with all the money from the cash register. The sequence ends with Dante's dead face looking at the, looking past the camera. After the credits roll, the soundtrack over it being uh, cash register making noise, a customer, played by Smith, his beard shaved off, 
wearing glasses and a ponytail and a baseball jersey, comes into the store, sees no one around, <laughs> as Dante's laying dead behind the counter, and steals some cigarettes. What the fuck? Yeah, so... The, yeah, so they were trying Dante gets killed, so there, it, it was never supposed to be no a happy ending. Too. No quirks, too. Well, it's been Dante's whole thing is there are no happy endings. Yeah. And also, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. That is legit. <laughs> that is the quote I use whenever I get called into work when I don't have to be there. <laughs> Dude, same. Uh, I wasn't supposed to be here today. See, but you work at a comic book shop, man. Fuck you. I work at a goddamn Dollar Tree. It, it, I, I was mostly uh, referencing when I used to work at the pet store. Ah. Or the movie theater. When they used to call me in on call shifts. They were like... So you only have 16 hours this week, but one of them is a call shift. So you can't do, you can't make any plans on that day. I was like, fuck that shit. I'm going to make plans and then not call. <laughs> call shifts are fucking stupid and a waste of time. The depressive ending, though, was criticized by Bob Hawks and John Pearson. After its first screening at the independent feature film market, and under uh, Pearson's advice, Smith cut the ending short, ending with Randall's departure and deleting Dante's death. Fans have since analyzed the death of Dante as an homage to the ending of The Empire Strikes Back, which is discussed early in the film as Dante favors Star Wars movie because it ends on such a down note. Deleted scenes from the film, extended cut, also imply that the killer would never be caught as Randall uh, discontinued the security cameras. Oh, d- disconnected security cameras earlier in the day. Why? What the fuck? That's so fucked. Uh, I think he did it so they wouldn't get caught playing hockey on the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's why he disconnected the cameras. But that is ridiculous. They're like, yeah, Dante dies and no one finds the guy. Hey, don't pass to this guy. He sucks. Dude, stop. <laughs> that was a good scene. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Uh, Kevin Smith has since claimed he concluded Clerks uh, this way for three reasons. The primary reason was irony. The ending would have been, would be the payoff for Dante's repeated claims of, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Smith also stated that the ending was an homage to Spike Lee's ending to Do the Right Thing, a comedic film with a dark ending. Lee's name can even be seen in the special thanks portion of the credits. Smith also stated that he ended Clerks with Dante's death because he didn't know how to end the film. Both versions are available in Clerks X, the 10th anniversary special edition. The lost ending itself was among the extras in the 1995 Laserdisc and the 1999 DVD release. Smith states his commentary uh, in his commentary on the 1999 DVD that he uh, had kept the original ending. Likely, no further Viewerskew films would have been made. The culprit in question was played by Smith's cousin uh, John Willie Young, who went on to appear in later films, uh, most notably as Coheed London at, in uh, Chasing Amy, which we'll talk about eventually. Yes, which is the Viewerskew movie review universe is going to be happening. At some point. Well, it, it starts with Clerks. We're not going to do it for Christmas. Unless there's a Viewerskew movie that takes place during Christmas, we'll make some changes. There's not. I think Chasing Amy takes place uh, throughout like the course of a year, but I don't think it... Nah. Okay. Yeah. Um... Okay, although no direct sequel in terms of addressing the original film storyline characters from the original Clerks, primarily Jay and Silent Bob, appear in the films uh, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. There's a lot of other. There's also Jersey Girl. I can't believe they fried Jersey Girl. Um, I think that was after. All of which take place in the same continuity as Clerks. 
Dante and Randall also reprised their role in Jane's Silent Bob Strike Back, with uh, which was originally pro uh, pro prompted as the final finale to the series, but an also sequel to Clerks was announced a few years later. Oh yeah, man, Clerks too. We'll watch that eventually. I hear it's okay. I, there's a lot of good dialogue in it. it it's gonna it's it's be weird seeing a Clerks movie not in black and white. But. Exactly. I kind of want to see the original ending. I can't wait till um I find one of the anniversary DVDs and then I, I could just send you the, ending see on the original death ending. I don't want to do that. I want to support the movie. <laughs> How would you watch it this time, man? Uh, HBO Max. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I uh before I was gonna, I actually have a DVD somewhere in here too, but I, I just don't know where it is. But um, I was looking on all the streaming services before I was going to uh, watch it. Not on legal. dot uh, com. Uh, uh, and I was like, oh, it's on HBO Max. Sweet, thanks, Zach. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> so, the live action feature film sequel to Clerks was released on July twenty first, twenty uh, two thousand six. The working title was The Passion of the Clerks. Though the film was released under the title Clerks Two. The credits for Dogma stated Jay and Silent Bob will return in Clerks Two, hardly clerking, which is a really good name. <laughs> However, that project evolved into Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. The sequel features Jeff Anderson and Bill uh, Brian O'Halloran reprising their role as Dante Hicks and Randall Graves. The two now work at Movie's Restaurant after Graves' incompetence results in the destruction <laughs> of the Quick Stop and RST video. Yeah. I haven't watched Clerks 2 yet, so I didn't know that it gets destroyed. Well, actually, Clerks <laughs> 2 is actually on YouTube. So someone uploaded it to YouTube. That's great. <laughs> uh, during the during a press of Clerks 2, Smith briefly discussed the possibility of a Clerks 3, uh, stating that if there's ever going to be a Clerks 3, it would be somewhere down the road in my 40s or 50s when it might be interesting to check back on Dante and Randall. But I don't know about Jay. I don't know about Jay and Bob so much, uh, causing at uh, cause at 45, learning on leaning on the wall in front of the convenience store might be a little sad. Smith uh, repeated the uh, was that the, the settlement sentiment sentiment on one of the audio commentary tracks of Clerks 2, to which Jeff Anderson jokingly replied, "Oh, don't get me started," Re referencing to Anderson. Uh, well, no, well, no doubt about making a Clerks 2, which first appeared, which first approached by Smith. I butchered <laughs> that entire fucking paragraph. He basically, uh, right at the end, uh, Jeff Anderson was like, I didn't even want to do a Clerks 2, so Clerks 3, here we go. Hey, so, hey uh, it, it's giving, like, these guys a payday. Because they yeah, were fucking, like, uh, like uh, kind of like stage actors. That was mainly Dante. I think Randall just try it out and got the, got the part because he was yeah i think ass. i have something in here about um their casting so <clears throat> on march 29th 2012 smith expressed his interest in producing clerks 3 as a broadway play after seeing the uh theresa reebok comedy seminar starring alan rickman with whom smith had previously worked on in with dogma but on december 10th 2012 smith released a special hollywood babylon episode uh called hollywood babylon Giant-sized annual number one, Clerks 3, Audience 0, in which he revealed greater details on his plans for Clerks, uh, for Clerks 3. Smith stated that an ongoing uh, audit over res uh, residuals from Clerks 2 with the Weinstein Company was causing a delay in several key uh, Clerks 3 cast and crew members, including Anderson and Scott Mosier, from uh, coming on board until the audit was resolved. Smith was reveal uh, relieved, no, it was revealed, that he would like to crowdsource Clerks 3, 
either through Kickstarter or Indiegogo, with contributors receiving anything from DVDs to posters and even roles as extras in the films, which he's done before. On June 5th, 2013, he changed his mind on the crowdsourcing, stating, I've got access to money, and the worst-case scenario, I can put up my house. <laughs> and his wife would not be happy about that. Uh, no, no. Uh, Smith worked on a script for Clerks 3 from March to May of 2013, stating, uh, stating that when he completes it, that it was the Empire Strikes Back of the series. In July 2013, uh, Mew stated that they were now just waiting to hear back from the Weinstein Company about funding. Bum, bum, bum. On September 26, 2014, Smith stated, uh, stated uh, on his Hollywood Babylon podcast that he was glad that they made Tusk, uh, stating everything in my life would suck right now if I hadn't made uh, that movie. I'm back in movies now. I got three lined up, and this is fucking grand news. Tusk was the absolute uh, budget to Clerks 3. Bridge. Uh, oh, bridge to Clerks 3. Because of Tusk, I got my financing for, for Clerks 3. Smith continued, A year and change ago, I was trying to fucking desperately get Clerks 3 made for the 20th anniversary, and the desperation... And that desperation, I must have reeked of of it because I couldn't fucking find money and shit. But it was Tusk. It was people going to uh, Tusk. It was people going, holy fuck, what else do we have? And I was like, Clerks 3. Done. So everybody that's like, he failed, he failed, thank you. I failed, in, I failed into Clerks 3. So never trust anybody when they tell you how your story goes, man. You know your story. You write your own story. God, that was a fucking trip and I have to go through. It's because you're bad at reading quotes. And also, like, when it was, <laughs> it also was paced weird as well. Yeah, it was paced weird enough. Uh, <clears throat> there were plans to start shooting Clerks 3 in May of 2015, but... They were put on hold to film another sequel, Mallrats 2. However, by June 2016, the plans of a Mallrats sequel had been turned into plans of a Mallrat TV series. Jesus Still waiting. fucking Christ. <laughs> Still waiting, but I hear that one's actually coming out. So, In July 2019, Smith announced that he would do a live reading of Clerks 3 at a First Avenue Playhouse in Atlantic Highland, New Jersey. The reading was held on August 3rd, 2019. That same month, Smith revealed at San Diego Comic-Con that he was writing a new script for Clerks 3 and promised to make the film. <laughs> He's like, ah! So, uh, on October 1st, 2019, Smith confirmed on Instagram that Clerks 3 was happening and that Jeff Anderson agreed to reprise his role as Randall. He said, It'll be a movie that concludes a saga. It'll be a movie about... How you're never too old to completely change your life. It'll be a movie about how a decade-spanning friendship finally confronts the future. It'll be a movie that brings us back to the beginning. A return to the cradle of civilization in the great state of hashtag New Jersey. Because this is an Instagram. Okay. Uh, it'll be a movie that stars Jeff Anderson and Brian O'Halloran with me and Jay support with, in supporting roles. The movie will be called Clerks 3. The new script will follow Randall after surviving a heart attack, which is what happened to... Um, Kevin, but actually, you know, that's the Dante character. And Dante making a movie about their lives at the store. That's Clerks. Uh, a plot... Oh, no, did Brian actually survive have a heart attack, too? No, nah, I think it was just... This is just two from uh, Kevin Smith's life. Anyway. Okay. Um, 
make a move about their lives at the store. A plot initially conceived as a film adaptation of the Clerks animated series titled Clerks Sellout. Uh, continue reading. I'm going to see if um, if Brian had a heart attack. Gotcha, gotcha. His name is Brian Johnson. Okay, thank you. So, a pilot for the live-action TV series was produced in 1995. It was produced by Touchstone Television and was developed by Richard Day. The pilot only re- uh, referenced the character names and starred none of their original cast from the film, containing no foul language because it was PG, uh, rated PG, and did not feature Silent Bob. The character of Jay was featured, promoting, um, prompting Smith to point out that he owned the rights to both Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, the producer's solution was to change the character's name to Ray. Smith was uh, unaware of the production of the series until casting was underway. Smith had been in production uh, with Mallrats at the time and attempted to become involved in the series, but became disheartened quickly as an episode he had written for the series was shot down um, or to be used as B-plot. He would later use the script in an episode of Clerks the Animated Series. Did you find any information about Brian? Uh, nope. Even if I type in Brian Johnson, it just shows up a bunch of other Brian Johnson in the world. Like the ACDC. Uh, okay, yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, no, so I think it was Kevin Smith's heart attack that prompted him to go, Randall needs a heart attack, Dante will make the movie. Which is totally fine, you know. Uh, uh, we know about Kevin Smith's heart attack. Uh, uh, unless Brian did have a heart attack and I just can't find it, who knows. It's entirely possible. I think Brian's a little bit healthier um, compared to Kevin Smith regardless. Alright, uh, are we up to Touchstone Television right now? Yes. Alright, Touchstone Television with Miramax Films also produced Clerks, the animated series, a short-lived six-episode animated television series featuring the same characters and cast of the original film. Two episodes aired on ABC Network in late May, early June of 2000 before being pulled from the lineup. The full six episodes were released on DVD in 2001 before being run on Comedy Central in 2004 and Adult Swim in 2008 through 2010. In a trailer or in a trailer for but not in Smith's 2001 film Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, Randall remarks r- remarks on the series saying to Dante, "If you if you were funnier than that ABC, if you were funnier than that ABC would have never canceled us." Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. So, I'll jump onto the comics because I'm the comic guy. Uh, Clerks is a series of comics written by Kevin Smith featuring the characters from the films. In the series, uh, in the series are Clerks the comic book, Clerks holiday special, and Clerks the lost scene. Smith was um, Smith has discussed plans for Clerks 1.5, a comic that would bridge the gap between the original and its sequel, uh, to be included as a reprint of Clerks in the trade paperback. The story ultimately was printed in 2006 uh, in the Tales from the Clerks collection. Uh, which also included other Clerks comics with the View Askew material. Smith received the Harvey Award for Best Talent in 1999 through the comic books. That's cool. Uh, Shooting Clerks in in biographical comedy drama. Is a biographical? I I said biographical. No, you you said in a instead of is a. Oh, Shooting Clerks is a... That's so weird. Shooting Clerks is a biographical... It's called Shooting Clerks. It's a movie. Okay, Shooting Clerks is a biographical comedy drama film about making of clerks. The film stars many of the original film stars, including Brian O'Halloran, um, Marlene, uh, Italian Gelati. last name, <laughs> and Jason Mewes, as well as Kevin Smith himself. Uh, Smith also served as the film's executive producer. The film had its world premiere at Sango Comic-Con in July 20th, 2019. I think the, I think it's on YouTube, the Shooting Clerks. Yeah, Shooting Clerks was made by a bunch of fans who wanted to tell the experience uh, that uh, of what happened while shooting Clerks because um, for a while, K- 
Kevin and Brian weren't friends after the film and during the film because Kevin was like focusing so hard on making this movie and he was like stressing the fuck out of Brian and they ended up getting in fights over writing and directing. Well, also, and Brian was supposed to be Silent Bob as well. Yeah, originally, and then they got in the falling out. So Brian ended up not being a part of it, but then they reconciled their differences a couple years later and now they're good friends still. But um, Kevin Smith was talking about how it, 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 it's like a, it's a biopic, basically, uh, shooting clerks. And he said when he watched the movie, he was bawling his eyes out. And I was like, oh, no, I can't watch this. It's um, <laughs> also like, I, I think because they also pull up on the um, on the convenience store. It's so weird to see it in color. Oh, yeah, I know. It's so it's, jarring. Uh, if you watch it in Clerks 2, it's really weird. It's so jarring. You see it briefly in Clerks 2, I think. Briefly. And then it's obviously in um, Jane Silent Bob Reboot. Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was weird, but... Good movie, but weird, like, huh, it's back? Okay. Well, I, well anyway. I, the insurance, maybe the fucking owner had the insurance to get it back. Maybe. <laughs> Do you want to kick us off the plot? So, starting off with the plot. <clears throat> Dante Hicks, a young man who works at a re- as a retail clerk at Quick Stop Groceries in Leonardo, New Jersey, is called in to work on his day off to cover another employee's morning shift. Arriving at the store, he finds that the locks to the security shutters are jammed closed with chewing gum. So he hangs a sheet over them with a message written in shoe polish stating, I assure you, we're open. Iconic. Mm-hmm. Soon after opening, Dante's best friend, wisecracking slacker, Randall Graves, arrives for his own work day at the video store next door. Uh, th- th- that scene was amazing because they got the guy's like, hey, you're a slacker. And he, and when that person comes in, tell, me, tell him it's customer number 187 and whatever the hell his last name was. He goes... Okay. Yes. And the old man leaves his keys. Yep. And he chucks them in the garbage. That's that's what good customer service is right there. Fuck yeah. you. The old man the old man comes back in and he's like, "You see my keys?" And he goes, "No way, Kimasabi." Yeah. Dude, the, uh, I love how Randall and Dante like talk to the customers. There's a scene where uh I think this guy comes in and he's like, "Oh, cute cat. What's its name?" And Randall goes, "Annoying customer." <laughs> and the customer goes, "Fucking dickhead." <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, the, the, the two, uh, reading on for our plot, the two prepare for another ordinary day immersed in the treacherous customer service job. Dante repeatedly laments that he is not even supposed to be here today. While Randall uh, neglects his job at the video store to keep Dante company at the quick stop. Uh, they pass the time engaging in phil- philosophical discussions on a wide variety of topics including movies, sex, relationships and difficult customers some of the customers me at every single one of my jobs yeah some of the customers <laughs> they encountered during the day are angry and demanding others uh clueless and imp- and impolite still uh others uh prove unexpectedly wise as several uh, um, after several hours dante discovers that his boss has left on a trip to vermont leaving him to run the store alone for the rest of the day and then to be shot and killed. Yeah. Dante and Randall find a number of reasons to leave the store and slack off um, from the rooftop hockey game with Dante's friends to a ill-fitted wake uh, for one of Dante's ex-lovers. I'm not even supposed to be here today. I, I didn't said, even know she was dead, I, so I, I told you. I actually said that a lot one day when I I, cause I, I, can, I can easily say no to when I get called in. But I'm like, exactly. hey, you money. can say no, but you like money. And, <laughs> and I, the job's not that and hard. I was like, I, I said like repeated throughout the day, I'm not even supposed to be here today. Because it was right after <laughs> I saw Clerks, I'm like, man, this is a good time for me to say this. 
<laughs> I'm going to say this all day. <laughs> okay, uh, continue on, man. So, Dante is torn between two women. His current girlfriend, who's much better, Veronica Lauren, and his ex-girlfriend, fuck her, Caitlin Bree, with whom uh, he still secretly communicates with. Which is fine to communicate with your ex as long as, you know, you don't have sex with them. Yeah. Anyway. Dante is distressed when he learns Veronica has given oral sex to 36 other men before him and engaged in snowballing. <laughs> ah! Did, did you not know what one. that was? No, I knew what snowballing was. Oh, not when I first saw the movie a couple years ago. But, like, I knew what snowballing was. It's when you fucking get a blowjob. And you and spit then it back into the dude's mouth. You spit it back in. Oh, uh, 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 Pass. I don't want it back in me. No, thanks. I sh- Once it's out, it's done. It's <laughs> not my responsibility. <laughs> Spitters or quitters? <laughs> Well, I'm a quitter. Because <laughs> I ain't gonna fucking take that shit. No thanks. It's, a, it's not fun. Anyway. Where were we? Um, despite Veronica's doting on him, Dante chooses to rekindle his relationship with Caitlyn. However, Caitlyn is traumatized by an incident in the quick stop bathroom. In the dark, she has sex with a person she thought was Dante, who is actually a customer who had died of a heart attack while masturbating to a pornographic magazine Dante provided him. Caitlyn leaves catatonic in an ambulance. Hey, but Home Dog <laughs> had a huge cock. <laughs> That's a big shirt she just got over there. <laughs> Jay and Silent Bob, a pair of drug dealers who have spent the day loitering outside the store, invite Dante to a party with them after hours, but Dante declines, considering the various uh, speedy characters the two have been uh, attracting all day. Aware of Dante's problems, Silent Bob uh, tersely. What was that word? Tersely. Tersely, thank you. I would probably would have killed myself after saying that. Convinces him <laughs> that he that he really loves Veronica, but Randall And then he dies. But but Randall has been uh has been confessed the previous events to her, prompting Veronica to dramatically dump Dante. Dante fights with Randall, trashing the quick stop. It's a great scene where they're just beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> Fucking hits him with a piece of bread. He hits him with a baguette! Uh, Dante and Randall have a crucial moment of clarity after their fight. Randall hears Dante repeat his reframes that he's not even supposed to be here today and points out that Dante could have left at any time and prevented the day's events. Furthermore, he says that they are not as advanced as they think they are or else they would have not been stuck in such a lousy job. True. After the two make amends, Dante plans to visit Caitlin in the hospital and try to re- reconcile with Veronica. Randall leaves, but not before tossing John Dante the shoe polish sign in his face and declaring, "You're closed." I kind of like that uh, how it ends on "You're closed." It's it's nice. The whole shooting thing would have been uh, definitely more abrupt for like this type of film because it's a buddy comedy. Yeah. Like, imagine if you're closed, and then some dude shows up, shoots Dante, and then Kevin Smith steals fucking cigarettes and leaves. That would have been a fucked up ending. And I know we talked about it before, how it was just like, you know, it was supposed to be dark and demure. But come on, man. I kind of like the whole, you're closed, and then credits. And now, um, guys, so it's our notes section time. And me and Hunter's notes basically the same. Yeah, are, are almost the same. <laughs> So, <clears throat> and since we've both already seen this movie, the notes aren't as uh, long as normal. Well, Mine are actually sh- much shorter. I, I have a lot of notes because I was just, like, babbling throughout the movie. Yeah, so, <clears throat> uh, black and white films are, aren't are my thing, but I can make an exception for this masterpiece. 
I'm not really a black and white film guy. Every time I see one, I'm like, ugh. So I don't want to watch The Lighthouse, even though I know it's really good. It's... I just don't want to watch it. I, I, I got to make you watch it, then. I don't want to see people masturbate in black and white. Well, too <laughs> bad. Gonna... You, you get to see a fish pussy in black and white. Why? <laughs> Why is there a fish pussy? Because there's a mermaid. You get to see the pussy. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> my next note. This man sleeps in his closet. He was strong. You see the beer cans? Yeah, but he's fucking... He, he, he's not like sleeping on the floor. He opens the door and then falls out of the closet, which means he was sleeping, standing up. <laughs> like a fucking vampire. Don't worry about it. This shit. Uh, my next note. Anti-smoking dude is hilarious. Chew his gum, man. Yeah, chew gum. This is your lung. This is, <laughs> this is your lung on drugs. Um... Silent Bob is a legend. Straight up facts. Uh, 37 dicks in a row? <laughs> so good. I wrote, uh, dialogue is fantastic. Same with their delivery. I said, uh, ordering fantastic porn. Uh, all ti- I- I'll actually pull up, while you're reading your notes, I'll pull up all the things he said. Oh, God. Um, so uh, <laughs> we'll have a content warning when that shows up. Yeah. Um, Next up, uh, there are such great and real. Uh, they are such great and real characters. I definitely have to watch the documentaries and making of Clerks, such as Shooting Clerks and etc. Mm. Um, next one, she fucks the dead guy. What? When I, uh, I did not remember this the first time I saw it. The first time I saw it, I thought she um, just walked in on the dead guy, and saw his boner and went back and was like, "There's a dead guy in there." Nope. She says she has sex with him, and I was like, "Bruh." Um. Uh, I, 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 have a, I have a note that I might kind of like is a little bit the same, but I remember something differently. Yeah. So, uh, final note. I said Jason Mewes is so young. I think it was like 17 or 18 when he was filming this because he's younger than Kevin Smith. I think Kevin's like 50 right now and Jay is a little under that. So, so I'm going to go pull up the, uh, the porn. You read up your notes. So, the, the thing that I misremembered, though, was when he sells the cigarettes to the four-year-old. Oh, that was funny. I, I, I thought, like, a little bit later, someone comes back and goes, like, you sold cigarettes to a four-year-old? What the fuck? But no, no, it was a guy who just fucking was like, here, go to court. Um, so my first ten notes are, when I first saw this film, I wasn't a fan of black and white films. Dante is me whenever I get called in to work on a day off. This film didn't age well. Then Hunter has a notes when Jay says, Yep. No, don't say the word! You weren't supposed to say that! Listen, content Zach, warning, no. guys. Zach, no! Bleep it! You have to bleep it! You can't say that. <laughs> Zachary. <laughs> Zachary, no! <laughs> Zachary, no! Then why don't you put it in there? You should know what I was talking about. Yeah, I wanted to double check, because they say a lot of stuff. I wonder if the porn Randall listed off are real. The discussion of the construction of the Death Star is golden. Great scene. Uh, The good Christian boy when they talked about the jizz moppers. You you shoe polish smelling fuck. (laughs) I don't remember. I I forgot who said that, but it's in there. It was probably Randall or Veronica. The dialogue is great. It feels real. Old man is the second best customer character. Oh, and timestamp, uh, 50 minutes, 42 seconds. I'm watching this, and I can't believe Smith never made... If Smith never made this, he would have never been the geek god he is now. 
Uh, who is the first best customer character? Is it the eggs guy or the uh, cigarettes guy? Uh, probably the eggs guy, because you just smashed him against the thing. Yeah, and then uh, Veronica was like, yeah, he's probably a guidance counselor. They do this a lot. They try to find the perfect egg. It happens to my other friend back in whatever. They usually pay for everything they break, but it's weird. And he's just, like, smashing eggs and, like, crying. Uh, <laughs> they're 22. Dude, Dante looks like the college professor who would fuck a freshman student. <laughs> I'm so sorry, bro. I'm so sorry, Brian or Halloran. I'm so sorry, man. But he'd probably appreciate the compliment. But no, nah, man. You look like a college professor who would fuck a freshman. I'm so sorry. No, man. I believe it. It's it's funny. So the music choice was great. Um. Then her body fell out the casket. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Uh, cute cat. What's his name? Annoying customer. Fucking dickhead. Leaves. Uh, the Jane Silent Bob dance break was amazing. Good shit. Uh, Randall is the realest pro. Says he'll kill Caitlyn if she breaks his heart again. Yeah, Randall's the fucking G. And then old dude got a big dick. Yeah. And that was the end old of my notes. Dude with a big so yeah, old I'm a, penis. I will bleep out what I said earlier. <laughs> but leaving the reaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and that was about it. Like probably thirty-eight minutes or so. Um, so I have the list of all of the movies he wants to order. Oh, wait, um, guys, so, this is a disclaimer warning. Um, yeah. the, the names are, uh, are, are very out there. Yup, and they're all great. So, <clears throat> he goes, okay, I need one of each of the following tapes. And he starts off with, whispers in the wind, to each his own, put it where it doesn't belong, my pipes need cleaning. All tit fucking volume eight. I need your cock. Ass worshipping rim jobbers. My cunt needs shafts, which is the best. Come clean. It's like a spy movie. Come gargling naked sluts. <laughs> a little on the nose. Come buns three. I wonder if there's a one and a two. Coming in socks. Come on Eileen, but not in her hair. That's just me added on that one. Uh, huge black cocks and pearly white cum. Girls who crave cock. Girls Who Crave Cunt, Men Alone 2, The Kentucky Connection, Pink Pussy Lips, and Oh Yeah, All Holes Filled with Hard Cock. And and whatever that um, mother or older sister needed. Happy Scrappy Hero Pup. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Good shit, man. That was... Uh... Good shit. I think my favorite is probably uh, Come Clean, or My Cunt Needs Shots. I, 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 I like the all-tit-fucking volume 8. Yeah, because there's, there's, there's seven other ones. <laughs> yeah, there's seven other ones? What? <laughs> come On Eileen is good, because uh, every time that song comes on at the store I work at, I go, Come on, Eileen, but not in her hair. God, and then I, every once in a while I remember the rest of my dialogue. It's fun, though. But, uh, yeah. Now that we got away from our notes and quotes section, we're going to hop into our reviews. I will read the review part then. You know what, Hunter? Are you sure you want to read all that? Um, if my tiny pea brain can do it. Yep. Um, Hunter, and this time I'll give you the good review to read. I'll do the bad review. Even though yours is higher than yes. mine. Sounds good, though. Because the last two I've been giving a lower review. Uh, the reviews. Uh, the film was received by critics. And N is a cold film. And it's currently at an 88% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a rating based of 52 reviews with an average rating of 7.42 out of 10 
on Rotten Tomatoes as well. The website Critical... Critical... Actually, no, wait. Can you read it? I'm retarded again. Okay. <clears throat> the website's Critical Consensus reads, With its quirky characters and clever quotable dialogue, Clerks is the ultimate uh, clarin call for slackers everywhere to unite and uh, do something, we guess. On Metacritic, the film uh, was weighed on an average uh, scale of 70 out of 100 based on 17 critics indicating generally favorable reviews. In 1994... Uh, review for Clerks by Roger Ebert, he gave this film three stars out of a possible four. Ebert praised the film for its interestingly depicted a uh, full day of utterly authentic middle-class life, adding, within the, within the limitations of his bare-bones production, Smith shows great invention, a natural feel for human comedy, and a, no a knack for writing weird, sometimes brilliant dialogue. Peter Travers gave the film four out of four reviews, calling attention to Anderson's deadpan comic brilliance. Deadpan uh, Anderson is um, Randall, and writing that Smith nails uh, the obsessive verbal wrangling of smart, stalled twenty-somethings who can't figure out uh, how to get on with. Oh my God, I'm struggling to say this, even though it's words. Who can't figure out how to get their ideas into motion. For some reason, my brain didn't process that for a sec. All right, Hunter, read us that good review from Derek Malcolm of so, The Guardian. <clears throat> so, Derek Malcolm of The Guardian certifies this as fresh. I couldn't find an actual rating for him. I'll tell you the other one later. Um, it is one of the those small-scale American independent movies that would fall that you either fall for or you don't. And one would confidently expect most of these fed up with big, empty, run-of-the-mill Hollywood epics to raise at least two tiers. It is one of the those small scale American independent movies. Oh my! Why did you no? Oh, I, you wrote it twice. <laughs> I I I just copy and paste it. Yeah, and then they copied and pasted it twice. I guess. So it ends with um, praise at least two cheers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the bad review now from Neil Martin of Paulo Alto Weekly. In the style of a, in in the style of an execution, Clerks isn't on par with its. Uh, generational procedures predecessors. predecessors but what can you expect from an ex uh, convention store jockey writer director Kevin Smith with a $30,000 budget that's yeah, he gave it like a 1.5 out of 4 that's kind of fucking like, harsh yeah he was like fuck you Indy I was like bro Neil Martin fucking appreciate good movies bitch <laughs> Hunter what did you give this film? I gave this film nine fucks a dead guy out of ten. I was going to give it the quote you chose, but you son of a bitch, you stole it from me. Oh, well. And then I was also thinking about giving it nine. I wasn't even supposed to be here today out of ten. So, nine out of ten. My fantastic film, just as good as I remember. Starts off the fantastic View Askew universe and my love for Kevin Smith. The shit's awesome. I remember originally watching it when it was on Netflix, and they took it off, and it's been surfacing around, but it's on HBO Max right now. So please, if you don't have it on DVD already, go watch it on HBO Max if you cannot afford to buy another copy. Or if you just want to get it on digital, it's I think it's like ten bucks on, uh, on iTunes. Boo, digital. I that's how all my films are digital. <laughs> uh, I, I like collecting stuff. Though. Oh, I I get that. Now my review is ten. My girlfriend sucked thirty-seven dicks in a row out of ten. <laughs> great um great line probably the, one of the best lines oh yeah it definitely is all right guys um to give you a brief uh heads up next week we'll be covering king of staten island 
uh, should be fun. It's a nice two-hour-long film, so I gotta watch that a little bit before we um record. Yeah, and then to finish off November, we are going to try to cover a documentary. Let's see how that works. Uh, we're gonna cover the David Arquette documentary. You cannot kill David Arquette. Then after that, we got Christmas. We won't spoil what the Christmas movies are, but you can bet your fucking ass we're covering Die Hard. <laughs> On what day? So. You'll never know. Oh, man. <laughs> They'll find we, out. Yep. Uh, and then we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming yes. in November all the way through until April, maybe. And, hey, if any of our um, listeners on either Apple, uh, Stitcher, wherever our podcast is found, even on YouTube, if you want to leave a suggestion for a movie, we might take it into consideration because our New Year's are it's not fully set in stone. We can yeah, we can change any movie except for Mallrats. We'll probably keep because we still want to cover all the viewers. Yes, stuff. if we if we want to if you want to help us um take out our our, our episode twenty four, by all means, guys. No, we're watching that movie. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you know we're open to suggestions at, on all cost. If you want to give us anything. Yeah, please let us know if you guys want us to watch anything specific or, you know, just chat. Yeah, guys, thank you all for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Box Office Losers and on Twitter at Box Losers. Twitter, I, I might just hand you over the, the, the Twitter stuff, too, so you can uh, kind of, like, pretty it up a bit. I don't really use Twitter that much. But uh, I'll see what I can do. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna basically retweet stuff and like stuff. I, I don't really post too much on Twitter. I'm not a Twitter guy. I'm mostly an Instagram guy. Well, yeah. Um, pretty much like mainly follow our um our our Instagram for artwork, up to date Instagram news. and YouTube. Yeah. Um, I might make us a TikTok when we get into our in person studio work. Don't forget Hopefully. to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Subscribe on. YouTube and on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review there. It helps us get up in the rankings. And uh, share with your friends if they are nerds like us and they like movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Hunter, where can they find you? They can find me at Scruffy Moose Man on every social media platform out there except for. Oh, God, one of them, but I forget. So, Scruffy Moose Man, if you can't find me there, hit me up on something. I'll, I'll find you. Uh,. I have a comic book podcast called Android Amazing Podcast that comes out every Wednesday at 10 a.m. This week we talked about Cyclops and his extended family because he's got a fuck ton of family members. Also, we talked about some sweet new books that came out this week. So if you want to check out some new reviews, definitely check that out. Also, every Tuesday you can check me out on Pound That Button, which is a PlayStation podcast I host with my two best friends from high school. Uh, next week we're talking about the PlayStation 5. So if you guys are interested in that at all tune in we're gonna get a hands-on like review for playstation 5 i'm so fucking excited so zach where can they find your sweet ass? they can find me at dark shadows Ache literally everywhere instagram twitter tiktok um probably even on, on letterboxd to be honest as well uh i am also a contributor for the sports hit list you guys should give that a listen to uh, i just got done recording the episode for our survivor series uh, like our favorite moments that should be up probably today at the time of the uh, at the time of this recording which is Wednesday so it'll be up Wednesday other than that go under that though guys we appreciate you for um listening and sticking around with us now for 14 episodes to our Woo -woo -woo. Uh, 14 strong to our very very few listeners we appreciate it 
Hey, man, uh, we'll get up there, and we yeah. appreciate everyone who does listen. We do appreciate it. Uh, we are signing out, and we'll see you all next week. Peace. You're closed.